Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Clubbers. Welcome to week three of our Mental Health Awareness mini-series. Sorry to interrupt you, Nicole, but it's actually week two. No, it's definitely week three. You know what? I'm going to let it go. I don't need to be right. Because this week, that's exactly what we're doing. Letting go of being right. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkun. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Actually, before we get into the main show today, Lauren, can we just discuss the clinic? (gasps) Yes, our daily clinic. We've had the most fantastic week at the club yeah it's been huge hasn't Absolutely it we've gone brilliant. daily clubbers daily. so if you're wondering why there seems to be a lot more content coming out from us that's because there is yes so we still do the main show on a monday now epilogue show on a friday they have stayed exactly the same don't yes. worry about that and then every other day tuesday wednesday thursday saturday and sunday is the self-care club clinic so listen in yeah which you guys send in your questions of any queries that you have around your self-care and we are going to do our best to get them answered. So please make sure you send in your questions. Shall we get on with this week's practice of letting go of being right? Yes. As human beings, we seem to be biologically programmed with the need to be right. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they mean. (laughs) Some definitely have the program more ingrained than others. But I will make a £100 bet that all of you listening to this right now are more than just a bit uncomfortable when someone tells you that you're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you, Laura? Of course. Yeah, me too. How many times have you gotten into an argument with someone only to realise halfway through that you might have made a mistake or you stand corrected? How many times did you actually admit your mistake instead of barreling on, continuing to insist that you were right to save face? And what happens when we insist on being right all the time? What does happen? Well, you stop listening to other people, basically, Mm. and you become very Mm close-minded. And why? Because you don't want to be convinced that you're wrong, or you think there's no possibility that you're wrong, or that it somehow diminishes you when you are wrong. When you cannot consider the possibility that your opinion is not the only opinion or that your way is not the only right way, you shut down and close off and in short, you stop learning, stop growing and stop connecting. Ouch. I know. Stop connecting, which is the one thing that we all need for our wellness. Absolutely. If you're right all the time, what does that make other people in your life? 
Yep. It makes them wrong. wrong. And when we are fixed on being right, we instantly make someone else wrong, which invariably creates distance and activates the fault-finding mindset. If you want to develop good relationships with others, it's never helpful to create a dialogue that just makes them wrong. But nobody likes to be wrong. Nobody. I don't think I've met anyone that likes to be wrong. It's just not the human condition, is it? No, it isn't. Many people stuck in the trap of needing to be right don't really stop to think about how their strong opinions are hurting others. They may convince themselves they're helping others to see their mistakes or that others will thank them later. Unfortunately, even if it does turn out that we're right, it usually results in hurt feelings and those you love feeling inadequate and unappreciated. I mean, how many times have you had an argument or a disagreement with someone knowing that you're right? It, and how many times have they gone, oh, you know what? You thank are you. right. And thank you so much for that. Yeah, I really appreciate you telling me how wrong I am. I mean, it just doesn't happen. But right. that's what we're going for, really, isn't it? Validation that we are right and they are wrong. You're never going to get it. Never. But, and let's not sugarcoat things. We all know those people who insist they are right about everything and they can be very draining company. Oh, there are a couple of people popping into my and head right now. Such draining company. And in the yeah. end, I just go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I call that? What? Nod it in. Oh, I've never Nod heard that. Nod it in. So you basically just don't, you don't need to argue, don't need to battle it out mm-hmm. because it's so exhausting and yeah. so draining. They're always going to be right and you're always going to be wrong and you're never going to be heard in that. You just nod, just nod and smile. Nod it in. Oh God. Awful though. Hashtag self-care. <laughs> <laughs> awful. Cause it's The thing awful. is with those people, it doesn't matter if they happen to be right about some topics because people just stop listening to them because their whole attitude and their lack of empathy is so unpleasant to be around. So right? unpleasant. Yeah. And then you find yourself avoiding them. Yeah. So the big question in the club this week, clubbers, are you listening? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Oh, I know. And can you be both? Can you? Can you be happy when you're right? We all strive to be happy in life. What truly brings happiness and meaning over time is growth, contribution and helping others. The being right, in inverted commas, approach can bring comfort, temporary superiority, but it is not conducive to joy or building richness in our relationships. Mm. There is a famous saying that says you can either be right or you can be in relationship. Letting go of being right means letting go of winning every battle and arguing every point. Thick nacht. Khan says, the first time the arrow hits, it's painful. The second time it hits, it is 10 times more painful. Basically meaning that difficulties and problems sting. And when we keep reminding ourselves of how we were wronged, the pain and hurt amplify. We reinforce how bad we feel and how wrong others are. The need to be right keeps us holding on to old hurts rather than moving forward and making the best of things. It prevents self-growth and learning. For your own well-being and the well-being of your relationships with your family, colleagues and others, letting go of the need to be right can free up a lot of space, time and energy for the deeper joys and riches of life. So how do we do it? Well, it ain't easy. No. That's the first thing to note. Letting go of being right is hard and many of us have developed this armour because we're afraid of what being wrong would do to our view of ourselves or our view of the world. Yeah. But there are a few simple steps that you can take on the road to recovery. So next time you feel the need to be right, try this. Asking yourself if you'd rather be happy 
or right in this one situation? In many cases, the two can't coexist. So which is more important? Mm. Right, so that's the first thing. Okay. So if you'd rather be right or happy. Yeah. The second one is focus on curiosity. When you listen to someone, you're not automatically admitting you may be wrong. Tell yourself you're only being curious to see how others feel. This can often help you take off the armour of fear. Ooh, take off the The armour of fear. Yeah. Try to reframe what it means to change your mind. Instead of it indicating a failure on your part, see it as a learning opportunity. Acknowledging your right to change your mind doesn't diminish you as a person. So we're talking about stubbornness, basically, aren't we? Repeat that, because that is so important. Acknowledging your right to change your mind doesn't diminish you as a person. So you can change your mind. If you think one thing, you can think another. It's okay. It is okay. One of the most beautiful things about the world is the diversity, different thoughts, different opinions, different personalities. That's what makes life interesting. Yes. And it's often what sparks change and growth. And when we insist on just being right all the time, we not only lose out on the beauty around us, but we also slowly erode the relationships that we hold dear. So next time you find yourself wanting to attack, take a deep breath and ask yourself, what is being right going to cost me oh yeah that's horrible so to kind of summarize all that in a nice little block for you yes one pursue what is right not who is right that is my favorite part of all of this because it may not be you that is right i know but that's what we're that's yeah that's what we're looking yeah. at. So <laughs> focus at. on the bigger picture what, what is, is right. right not who is right but yeah. even if you think you are right when you suddenly think about, right, what is the right thing here? Mm. It's not always, oh, it's going to be, I need to be pig-headed and I need to go on the attack and keep going on about how right I am. That's never going to be the right thing. It needs to be thing. my opinion and they have to know that yeah. I'm right and I have to tell them yeah. that I'm right and they're wrong. And they have to hear me. It's never going to be that. A lot of the time it's probably going to be, well, the right thing is probably just to drop it, leave it, walk away, calm down, mm. reassess. Yeah. yeah. Be mindful of your motive. Nice. Well, what are your motives? Why? Why do you need to prove this point that yeah. you're right and yeah. they're wrong? Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah. Okay. Allow for creativity and collaboration. Just oh. think about their <laughs> opinion. Is, when you are triggered in that moment, yeah. when you are in the depth of a disagreement. Yeah. It's so hard. To it take is that so hard path. to stop and say, I actually am going to allow for collaboration and yeah. creativity. I mean, you just want to like pull your hair out. Uh, Absolutely. Don't you? And also celebrate others instead of stealing the spotlight. You're sighing. I know because it's hard. This is hard. Yeah, it is hard. That's why we got help. Yeah, we needed help. (laughs) Clubbers, we couldn't do this on our own. We just couldn't. Not this one. No. So we brought in the help of our lovely, wonderful resident therapist, Kate Medlin. And here is what she had to say. We are delighted to have resident self-care club therapist Kate Medlin back in the studio for today's show because I think we need the help. Oh, God, do we? This is, I think, going to be one of the hardest practices we've ever tried. I mean, I already hated it in the weeks running up to it, knowing that we were having to do it. We put it off for a couple of weeks. I really did. And I told my husband, he was like, oh, good luck with that week. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome, Kate. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Um... So, yes, this is about letting go, go of, of being, being right. right. 
please help. It's really not easy, girls. So don't be too hard on yourself if you're going to find it hard because it really is difficult. In fact, I had a moment the other day where this was absolutely, it was happening live in the room, as we say. Nice. And what happened was I'd been away for the weekend, came home, uh, obviously unpacked my case. I didn't put any pressure on. I think I did it the next day. Um, <laughs> Kate's making reference to when I had to wash my children's ski clothes that minute. Yes, and I got myself got really overwhelmed yeah. and upset. And I'm not referencing it in a judgy way. I'm referencing it in a let yourself off sometimes, oh, Nicole. Okay, thanks, Kate. Um, so yeah, so I'd unpacked the case, but the case was still standing in the bedroom because I—it's actually my sister's case, and I hadn't taken it back to hers, but it was empty. And uh, my husband came into the room and said, uh, can you empty your case today, please? Mm. And my heckles went up on the back of my neck because here is a guy who will sit with a full case. Yeah. Till the next holiday. I mean, the following year. Practically. <laughs> and I was like, pardon? I said, if you care to look at it, it's actually empty already. Yeah. And it's just sitting there because I need to take it back. I mean, to my he sisters. was brave. I mean, and that happens fairly, I would say, frequently because, I mean, he's messy. He is a messy person. And if ever he says to me, oh, you left that there. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. But why? I mean, this isn't really appropriate, but. Why? Why does it bother him when he doesn't live that? Himself? Because I think it's a bit tit for tat. Oh, like, okay. Do you know what I mean? And, it, I, I, I th and I think that that is the pattern to break. Right. You know, so that we get into the habit of going, oh, he must have been too tired to do that or whatever. Oh, but, assuming good intent. Yes, exactly. But I do agree with that sometimes it can mean that it takes it too far. So boundaries have to come into it as well. Um, but in this situation, I, you know, answered back at him and I got snappy and I was like, I've emptied it, obviously, and it's rich coming from you. Standard. Yes. Standard. Exactly. And totally okay. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for validating me. <laughs> um, anyway, so then he went to work. He was a bit obviously arsy. I was a bit arsy. We were both a bit... Uh, he went to work and then I thought about it and the main thing that you have to hold in mind when you are trying to practice letting go of being right is would you rather be right or happy? Be in a relationship. Rather be right or happy. Would you rather be right or happy? What if being right makes you happy? Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> but it didn't, did it? No, and it rarely in that does situation, actually. In that situation, it didn't. So I stressed. texted him. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh. oh. Now he didn't say he didn't get back to me. So I did slightly undo my letting go of being right because when he got home I said, "Did you see my message?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "And aren't you yeah. sorry too?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, what? What do you want me to say?" I said, "I was letting go of being right." Yeah. And he went, oh, you were right, were you? Yeah. And so then it knew. Oh, no. Do you see what I mean? So this you, is terrible. Yes. But you hadn't really let go of it well, because you still thought you were right. Because I had to tell yes. him that I was letting go of being yes. right. Yes. Right. But we did then laugh about it. 
Okay. Okay. I think I need a few more tips. Right. I have got a I have got a situation. Okay. Where I am just so categorically right. Okay. And it is causing difficulty. Come on, spill it. So I think the listeners are going to hear a lot about my neighbour over the lot over the next couple of weeks with our practices. Mm. And basically they are doing work next door to us. Mm. And we didn't know and because they hadn't told us and they're doing a whole massive extension and we came out one day and they had knocked down their wall um, which basically exposed the whole side of our house so anyone could have just walked around our gate and gotten into our house so we went round there and said what's going on they said oh we're doing an extension and we said to them, well, you can't do an extension because we don't have a party wall agreement, which you legally have to have if they want to do work. And she said, we don't need a party wall agreement. And Adam said, you do need a party wall agreement. And she said, well, that's going to stop our building works. That's going to slow things down. He said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but it's going to it's going to help you as much as it helps us. It protects both of us. And if you're going to need to put scaffolding and stuff on our land, then we've got to have one. Anyway, it did slow their building work down for six months because we had to halt it, right? She has been, and again, I'm going to give a million more examples in the next two shows. She has been so unpleasant and difficult and hostile and combative since. I mean, she has done things that are so, so upsetting. And petty. And petty and just cruel. Now, I feel we are totally right you do need a party wall agreement it is absolute law absolutely how do i let go of that can you give me examples of what she's done she has called the traffic wardens and ticketed my clients and guests that i've had at my house because they were parked on a curb not blocking her just parked on a curb and you know categorically it was her i mean she hasn't yes. she hasn't <laughs> admitted it but it is yes pretty much right um, That's just one example. Yeah. What do you want? Um, well, originally I wanted to just have a peaceful neighbourly relationship. What was your relationship with like, her like before? I'd never even spoken to her. Right. Until this. Yeah. So just a normal neighbourly relationship. Oh, hello. Have you got my package? Yes, here's yours. Do you have an egg? I've run out. Like stuff like that. You know. That's... And has there been any communication between you since the petty revenge has started yes because obviously things are coming up because they're doing building work next door so it yes and what's the flavor of that she is so hostile and I always go in pleasant like hello hope you had a lovely weekend hope everyone's okay by the way there's a problem this is what's happening and she comes back just so rude Mm. I imagine that what's going on for her, and of course I don't know this, but I imagine what's going on for her is she's immediately in defensive mode because she felt attacked by that, because she felt that you you were telling her you're wrong, which she was. Yes. Um, and therefore she imagines that there will be hostility from you, which there isn't, but it doesn't matter whether there is in reality or not, there is imagined hostility. Yes, yes. Um, I think you might need to ramp up the pleasantries. Kill her with the kindness. I don't yes. actually think I can. Okay. What would it feel like to like literally bake her a cake or some cookies? Like a fucking mug. Really? That's how it would feel. But why would you me a mug? What's what's in what would you lose in that? Make a batch of cookies, half for the kids, half for her. 
doesn't do you know what I mean no I know I mean I I'll know. try it on for size but and what I'll, does it I'll feel think like about to take it the high road Nicole like she's taking the piss out of me. I've taken the high road a couple of times and she's come back so unpleasant. And I just think, well, you know what? Fuck you. Because you don't get to put scaffolding on my land. You don't get to do what all you want to do. And you get to just, and you still get to be rude to me and my husband. Mm. That doesn't feel, mm. that doesn't feel okay. But what would it be like to take the cookies around and go, look, we've started off on the wrong foot. We have to live next to each other. It's not going to be pleasant for either of us if we see each other in a negative light. Why don't we wipe the slate clean? Here's a peace offering. Here's an olive branch. I have done this, not with cookies. I have gone round and had that conversation. And then she is just so unpleasant and so rude. Well, there is another thing that you can do, which is, I think it's called the grey stone method. And it's how people deal with narcissists, yeah. mm-hmm. which is you don't respond. You just don't engage. You don't respond. Whatever she meets you with, you just nod and smile and walk away. Because but is that letting go of being right, doing that? Or is that just ignoring someone? Or is that just managing it in a different way? Well, I think if it's doing you, because I can see how wound up you are. She really, really. When, when. When my client came outside and had a parking ticket, I honestly, I could have cried. I felt so violated. Mm. Mm. I think that gets to the point where letting go of being right is about not needing to prove to the other side. Yes. That you're right and they're wrong. It's that. I can't do that. I can't do it. That's what I've It's about being comfortable in... I know that I'm on the side of right. I know that I've tried all that I can and now I have to walk away. But you know what bothers yes, me about that? Yes. What what gets to me is the injustice. That's yes. how I yes. feel. I feel like if I am right, I am right. I don't want to let go of it because then justice has not been served. But do exactly. you think that this neighbour is ever going to come round to no. your house and no. go, do you know what, Nicole, you were right about the party wall all along <laughs> and I've been a complete cow ever since. No, I'm so sorry. Never, never, never. Well, then what are you digging for? Because that's your hope. You know, that's, that, uh, isn't it? You're not going to get it. No, because I meet her with, if I meet her with hostility, she just comes back more hostile. Of course. I think you, I think it absolutely take the high road in terms of if you're meeting her with hostility, she's got at you. And also it's not doing you any good. No. Okay. Because she'll annoy, annoy you. You'll come in and shout at Adam or the kids or, you know, because you can't get what you want from her. No. And so it's going to be like, you know, when you can't bury toxic waste, it, it infects all the soil around it. So it's about letting go of it. It's a bit like this feels like it's merging a little with our radical acceptance week, you know? Yeah. Mm. There is there is a Venn diagram blurring. Crossover. Crossover. And yeah. assuming good intent. Yeah. Yeah. That they, as well. all, they do all merge. But this, for some reason, is the sticking point yes. for me. What, the not having to prove to the other person that yeah that, that I you're need right. them you to need them to know. validate that you're I right. I need Why? it validated. Why isn't it enough for you to know that you're right? And also, remember, there because isn't then really not... a right and a wrong. There is perception. Because then it's not validated, is it? Because let's just think about it from her. Yes, but 
why do you need some external validation? Why can't you have internal validation? Because I'm going on... That's the, a great question. I'm going on the presumption that if I'm in the right, they're in the wrong, and I need some acknowledgement of that. It's too binary, Lauren, as the kids would say. Oh, I know, but we know that there's no shades of grey with me. There is only black or white. <laughs> but do you see that it's not... If you're not letting go of the need to be right, only you... It's like you're... Being angry with someone else is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to feel the effects, isn't yes. it? Yes, it's 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 a real it's a real hard. It's, it is about me. justice. It is that piece about justice. But if we let go of you're in the right and she's in the wrong, yeah, right. I know this is difficult because she might be saying to her friends, "Oh my god, this bitch next door." Oh, she totally is right. That's her right. As in her version of right. It's astounding. Yes. Because surely she would be saying, oh, we didn't have a party wall agreement and they made a stop. Surely everyone would say, well, you need a party wall agreement. But you know that if there are 10 people in the room and they witness an argument, you'll get 10 different versions of the argument. And so that's what it's about. It's about knowing that it's your right, but it's not everybody's right. Oh, okay. That's like versions of the truth. So give us three tips heading into this horrible week well, we've got one Please. bake a cake baking <laughs> <laughs> i might do that i dare you i just, dare you i just i'll bake the cake for you to give to oh she's a but good you've cake got to baker. give it there's a there's a thing because then that's not even costing you anything as in costing you time time energy sugar and flour but you've got to go around <laughs> will you come with me <laughs> I mean, I would, but it'd be very weird. It would be weird. Here's I'll my hide, friend. I'll hide, I'll hide behind the bush. <laughs> right, come on, Kate. Hit us up with three tips. Would you rather be right or be happy? Okay, Beautiful. so ask Beautiful. yourself that question. Yep. That actually holding on to being right does not lead to happiness always because it usually leads to tension. That there is not one version of right. Oh. <sighs> I know that's really hard. Even when it comes down to a party wall agreement. (laughs) Well, in terms of legally, yes, absolutely. But in terms of, I don't know, her perception perception of of how we dealt with it. Could you have let it slide or, you know, whatever it was. Could you have been more neighbourly? I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She'll have her version of events. Exactly. Um, And in terms of, I heard this great exercise actually where when you feel that real red hot feeling of, oh, that need for justice yes. that you were talking about, clench your fist yep. really, really tightly. And that's where it is, that red hot, furious anger. Really clench it tight, tight, tight. Traffic warden, traffic warden, exactly. traffic warden. Yes. And then when you're ready and you feel like you've put all of that anger and fury into that fist, just very slowly relax it. And uncurl it. And if you need to, blow it away. Okay. All right. We're going to implement that's, that's that. That's very good. That is very good. Our body keeps the score, remember. There's a great book. Oh, it's a great book. Um, so it is worth sometimes putting it into a somatic place because it's all connected. Yeah, I'm going to have to blow my hand a lot before I go around with the cake. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded rude. Listen, (laughs) I'm actually going to do this and then I will report back on the show because that is letting go of being right. So I'm actually going to have to do it. 
Yeah, you are. Well, we both are. And of course, don't then say I'm letting go of being right. <laughs> Which is why the mistake no. I made. Don't don't <laughs> don't pronounce it. Yeah. You see, I'm right. Look at me, I'm right. And now I'm letting go of it. Do you see how I'm in the right here? Because Even though you called the traffic wardens but look, and don't think I don't know that. But look at me, I'm letting it go. I'm still right. But, but also remember there's unconscious bias where when we feel that somebody has taken against us, we then see everything, everything they do as an attack. Sure. Okay. Right. Thank you very much, Kate. We will head into our weeks feeling armed now with... Clenched fists. <laughs> Blowing them away. Thank you, Kate, You're as always. Welcome. So, let's cut to a quick break. And when we get back, we will discuss our weeks. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time. And that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren. If she can manage to navigate it, anyone can. Hmm. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. So, yeah. I want to know, how are you with being, like, do you always need to be right? Yes. What is your relationship like with that? Yes, I do. And that's because I am always right. Listen, I, I mean, I, I listen, you kind of just am. You, you're not. You're not. You're not always right. You're not always right. I was in the car this week, right? With, Are you going to now with, tell us all the, all the ways no, in which you were I'm right? I'm just going to tell you. This is why I find this especially hard. I was in the car this week, driving home from school, middle child, age 16 this week, and the nine-year-old. And the nine-year-old asked me some innocuous question. Can't remember what it was. I answered it. And he said, how do you know? 16-year-old says, she knows everything. Because the thing about mum is, she's always right. And I just thought, there's the validation. Lauren. Yeah. I I'm sorry. In mum world, I'm right. In mum world. Can I just have that? No. I am. No, you can't have that. I'll tell you why you can't have that. Why? Because if you always go... Did you read the intro? You I just read, read it, it all out. If I've you lived if you go around in your life thinking that you are always right, you are limiting yourself to so many other possibilities. You are limiting yourself to learning, growing, curiosity, connection, building relationships. I mean, you have just read this all out. I know. You don't know but, because you're still but, like, no, I'm going to hold I on to just... that. I'm always right. It's been a very hard <laughs> week, Nicole. <laughs> How are you at letting go of being right? I, You're more stubborn than me, I I'm would not say. stubborn at all. I'm not stubborn at all. 
You don't think you're stubborn? I think you're I am not stubborn. I <laughs> am not, and I'm right. I'm not stubborn. I don't. I do not hold on to things that unnecessarily at all. I don't. Uh, I think I am pretty open to other people's opinions, depending on who they are. Do you think you dig your heels in? No, I don't think I dig my heels okay. in. Okay. If I believe something very strongly, perhaps. Mm. Um, but I am, as I'm getting older, I am trying to get better at letting go of that and and owning up to when to where i'm accountable it's hard but i do do it it's so hard and i don't always do it but i do try i'm better than i I used to be when am i stubborn give me one example when i've been i just think when you feel very strongly about something then that is how you feel and the lady's not for turning i need an example i can't really give you an example right now that's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I don't find you, uh, I don't think that you think, I don't, fi- when I engage with you, I don't think that you're always going to think you're right and I'm wrong. I just don't have that no. dynamic with you at all. I just. Because that would be a night, you can't have a partnership like that. It would be a nightmare. It's quite hard to articulate this, but I just feel like when I feel very strongly about something, because it's right. And I'm thinking about that piece of what's right. Am I right or what's, what's right? right? I feel I do know what's right. And I'm normally right in that. And if someone else isn't, I may not have to point that out to them. I may not have to say to them, you're just wrong. You're just wrong about that. But I will sit in my own inner self-confidence that I'm right about that situation. It doesn't mean I have to broadcast the fact that the other person isn't. Or I won't listen to their opinion. Or I'm not kind of open to their opinion but, but when I'm could... right I'm right when I'm right I'm right oh god this has been a terrible week terrible I mean terrible. there's no point in even telling us because I already know you failed I haven't failed you have failed I you haven't. have failed you have failed because you, you still... haven't even heard my week because you, you know if I because failed? you're still going on about the fact that you are right I'm going first this week go on right you've heard part of my uh you've heard part of my struggle I think, yes, we've heard this struggle with the neighbour and all this. So did you make the cake? Of course I didn't fucking make the cake. Why not? I was not going to make that fucking cake. Right. So I went away and I thought, yeah, I'm going to make this cake. I'm going to yeah. make a cake or I'm going to buy her a bunch of flowers yeah. and I'm going to take it round. Yes. I'm going to do that. I was really waiting for that. Because I'm going to let go of being right. Yeah. And then I thought, I just can't do that. Can I just do it for the podcast? Because that would make a great story yes. just to see how she yes. is. And then it will just exasperate, 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 exasperate. What word are you looking for? That one. Okay. <laughs> it will just... Exacerbate. Exacerbate. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. It will just exacerbate the whole situation. Yeah. And then all I was going to do is walk away with how right I was, with how awful she is. <laughs> look, I made a cake and I and look right. how And look how unpleasant she was. Okay. So I just didn't want to go there. I, I don't want to talk to her. Okay. So then I had in my mind of focus on what is right, not who is right. And what is right for me, is to not engage with this woman. Okay. So I had to put a boundary there because me going around there with a cake after all the shit that she has pulled, I, 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 it would feel so <laughs> wrong. It's so against my values, my principles, my morals. She has crossed every line and boundary with me. Mm. I cannot do that. Mm. She has been nasty and vindictive and horrible. Because you would not have been doing it with any integrity at all. 
You basically would have exactly. been doing it for a story for the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have felt rotten to my core mm. to do that. Mm. I and understand I, that. Because I'm not a dishonest person and I do try and live by my integrity. I understand that. You know, every day when she called the traffic wardens on two of my clients mm. and, and two different occasions, mm. one when we had a party, she called the traffic yeah. wardens and all of our suppliers, the DJ, the caterer, mm. uh, all the people that were there got parking yeah. tickets yeah. because she's nasty. Yeah. Because she's nasty. And then she did it again with my client uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. And now all of her builders are parking in exactly the same place where my friends had parked and my yes. clients had parked. Yeah. Funny, because they've never had a parking ticket. Isn't that funny? They've been there for three months, parked in exactly the mm. same place. A parking warden has mm. never shown up. So yeah. don't tell me she didn't call them. And yeah. I have a million other. I just know she did. Again, here you I know am. You're right. Here I am <laughs> holding on to being right. Yeah. I don't, I don't even need to hold on to it. But what is right is to just let it go in, 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 energetically. I don't need her to know that I've let it go because I don't want to engage with so her. So hang on, like hang on. Her. To clarify, you're letting go of any interaction or you're letting go of the fact that you are right that her behaviour has been awful or both? Both. I think okay. both. Because she, she can behave however she wants to behave. Mm -hmm. I don't need to let that wind me up. Okay. I don't need to get myself any more upset about it. Like we said in the intro, it just leads to difficulty for us. Yes. We're the ones that suffer yeah. because I'm holding on so tight yeah. about being right. Yeah. And I'm aggravated. She doesn't give a shit. She probably doesn't waste any time thinking about me. Mm. Good for her. Mm. I'm the one that's all wound up about it. Mm. So, so I didn't go around with the cake. Okay. Now, something else did happen. It's a very minor example, but I thought, oh, well, I might as well bring it. Yes. I got a phone call from someone I know. I know her quite well, but we never really speak on the phone. And I don't see her very often. She wanted to ask my advice about something, mm -hmm. something to do with hair. Yeah. And um, it was something about her daughter. And I gave her my advice. Um, and then she said to me, is she, she said, what products do you recommend? And can you fit her in for a haircut? Mm -hmm. Are you taking new clients? I said, look, I'm not taking new clients, but her daughter's really struggling with her hair. Yeah. I said, but you know what? I'll I'll fit her in. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you so much. She's actually got another hairdresser, but she can't fit her in till the end of July. So she just needs to be tied over. Right. And I was really offended because mm. I am not. A filler inner. I am not a filler inner. Right. I'm the person you wait for till the end of July. Okay. Maybe that is totally my ego talking, but... I don't need to squeeze someone in. I don't have an appointment until the end of June mm -hmm, on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to squeeze her in mm. and fit her, fit, in or fit her in around if she's then just waiting for someone mm. else to mm. actually properly fix her hair. Yeah. So I felt quite insulted. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I said to her, look, I can't fit her in until the end of June. Anyway, I'll, I'll get back to you. She goes, oh, well, what about half term? And I just thought, no. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. Came off the phone. Mm -hmm. I was insulted. Mm -hmm. I am right. She is wrong. She's insulted me. She. What are you right about? I'm right about the fact that uh, she shouldn't do that. She shouldn't call me up. I used to cut this girl's hair for cut her hair for years. Yeah. She shouldn't. She should not call me up and ask me to be a filler inner for her daughter for a haircut. Either she's coming to me to fix it or she isn't. I don't need someone else then fixing. And what's a she problem. wrong about? It's rude. Okay. Right. It's rude. Okay. Just rude. She knows how I work. I've yeah. known her for years. Um, I'm not the person you phone up to do that with. Go down the road to the local salon if you're so desperate for a haircut. Okay. So anyway, 
What did I, you do? Well, what did I do? I have. She's not. She's not phoning me up to insult me. She. That is just not what she's doing. No. I've got myself in this whole story. I'm right. She's wrong. Yeah. She's not. She's not wrong. I'm just. I got insulted. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that attached meaning to it mm-hmm. and felt that that was out of order. Mm-hmm. Really and truthfully, she just wants her daughter's hair fixed. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything about it. I'm just saying I've let go of it. So I just don't let think, go. Don't think she's of, wrong. Okay. I think she just needed her daughter's haircut. Mm-hmm. I think she just called me and asked me. Mm-hmm. Tried her luck. Yeah. I agreed. But I couldn't fit her in anyway. Letting it go. Nice. Okay. But it's not a serious thing, is it? Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. But I instantly felt better. Good. That's the point. Yeah, because what would happen next time if I hold, held on to that and held on to that? She's insulting me. She shouldn't well, have phoned me up. What, she shouldn't have done that. Also, what would have happened to the, just the rest of that day for you? Oh, I would have. Whoever I'd spoken to, I would have told them the whole story. Right. But also you would have kind of carried that around. It's not very pleasant. It's not very pleasant. Next time I saw her, I would have felt mildly negative. So it doesn't matter to me that it's minor. It matters that you thought through the practice and then put it into fruition. Yeah, thanks. So not who is right. What What is is right. right. What is right is that she did not phone me up to insult me. That is just not her intention. I know her well enough. She would be really upset to think that she had insulted me. And what is right is just to let it go. Yeah. Like it. You like that? I do, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank I really believe you. Well, I wouldn't lie to you. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's my week. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Come on then. Okay. Um, it's not that dissimilar, actually. Did someone phone you up for a haircut? Well, funnily enough, Instead of they me. did. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, I met up with a friend to walk our dogs. When we met up, she was a bit edgy. Ooh. It's not actually, that's actually kind of par for the course. Quite a normal, sort of sometimes she's just like that. Um, oh, she sounds fun. No, she's great. But it's like, She's great. She's just a bit anxious. Sometimes she is. So when she's like that, I just know, because I've known her for a very long time, it's best just not to pry because she may not want to talk about it. So and how do you know let she's it go. edgy? Because she's just funny with you when you, she's just funny with what, you. What, a bit off? Not off in a rude way, but just like not quite there. Okay. Just, a, you can see she looks a bit anxious and she's a bit, oh, oh, not really present, right? I find that energy quite, um, I, I need to adapt to it. Yeah, It takes course. me a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And she kept like, sort of, we're walking and she kept like glancing at her phone and then going like, oh, sorry, but, uh, but then not finishing the sentence about what was going on. And so I just thought, I'm just leaving this because if she wanted to say, she'd say, she obviously doesn't. So I'm just like, not gonna. You don't think she was asking, waiting for you to ask? No. She definitely wasn't. And then the conversation moved on. How do you know? I know you seem right about that, but how do you know? Because I know from past experience, she doesn't like to be pried. Okay. Like it's pride. It feels like you're prying. Okay. Um, anyway, it was fine. The rest of the walk was like perfectly fine and everything was, you know, great. Anyway, later that evening, I'm at home and I get a text message to say that a mutual friend of both of ours has been in a car accident. She was okay. She was okay. She was just shaken. Car wasn't okay, but she was okay. Okay. She was a bit shaken. And then my friend texted to say, oh, I'm really sorry if I was distracted when we were walking today, but I just got the news about our friend being in the accident when we'd met. Why didn't she tell you? And I was... It's a mutual friend. Yeah. Why didn't she tell you? I was really cross and also really confused what were you cross about why didn't she share the news 
at the time. So you're cross that she, why, I'm cross because you didn't share this with me. Yeah. I'm cross because. You didn't trust me with it? Yeah. I felt like I wasn't trusted with it. Right. I felt like we're both friends with this person. So why was yeah. I not privy? Why were you kept out of why the circle? Why would you not tell, like, why would you not tell me? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to not find out. Why would you not share that news? Like. So anyway, so she texted to say that. Oh, sorry if I was distracted, but I just got the news and blah, 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 blah. And I texted back and I said, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Like, why yeah. didn't you tell me at the time? And also, like, I'm really pleased that it's only the car that's hurt and she's not hurt. And she replied and she was like, yeah, yeah, talking about the car and how it was new and how it had been damaged. But totally not answering, overlooked totally bypassing my it's a, well, it's a bit odd that she didn't mention it. Right. So I'm like stewing a bit. And then Ollie came home and I said, look, I'm in a funk, okay? And I need to just tell you about what happened today. And he listened to the whole story and then he just went, I cannot believe yeah. that after all these years of being friends with her, you are surprised by her, like by that behavior. He said that is like, her motivation is so clear to me. He said it's just she felt anxious about telling you because she was worried that maybe like this woman's husband didn't yet know or someone else didn't uh, know. And maybe she was like saying it in advance of when she should have said it. And and maybe she was going to be perceived as gossiping about something that actually was an accident. And he said, you know, this is like nothing to do with you. This is to do with her own stuff. Go Ollie. Right. So once he kind of said, and once he kind of said this, I thought, oh, this is about assuming good intent. Again, we have that little like overlap, don't we? Well, that's what I had to do with my friend. Right. That called me up about the haircut. I had to right. assume good intent. Yes. Right. So but I, we're not doing that week. I know we're not. So I was left with this feeling of like, I am completely right. I am completely right. She should have told that you me. should have just told me. Yeah. And you are completely wrong yeah. that you kept that from me and then spent an hour and a half walking in the woods with me and not sharing that information with me. Because also, if you were feeling worried, maybe we could have talked about it okay, and I could have made you feel better. But that's the narrative of being right. right. How did we change it? Apart from Ollie pointing out a different perspective. Okay. I was thinking about the part that Kate said and that was in our intro about, do you want to be happy? Yeah. Or do you want to be right? Yeah. And I just realised that if I pursued my path yes. of I'm right in this, I'm yes. right in this and sent her another text back going, listen, this is all very well and good telling me about the, yeah, yeah. what needs to be fixed. But why didn't you tell me? Well, like, that's just pushing the agenda, right? It? I'm going to be just calling her out on what she's done, making her feel more anxious. And I also hate being And what's she then going to say? Oh, I'm really sorry I didn't tell you. It won't change it. No, it won't change it. So what I decided to do was go back upstairs to the bedroom. I said to Ollie, do you know what? Thanks a lot for actually saying that to me because I have just decided to completely let it go. I'm not necessarily right. Maybe <gasps> someone had texted her to tell her about this accident and had said, do you know what? Can you just not say anything for right now? Well, that's all here, so or, you're never going to know. I'm never going to know, but I just thought... You're well, assuming good intent. I'm not right here. I don't know that I'm right here. I don't know that she didn't actually have a few valid reasons for not sharing in that moment. And I don't know. I so, just... you, so you assumed good intent and you thought, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? That's what I thought. And being right is very, very, very limiting. And as soon as I dropped it, like mentally dropped it, I thought, I'm not sending her a text. I, I, I don't know that she's necessarily in the wrong here and that I'm in the right. 
I was totally happy and back to my normal self and had a perfectly normal evening. Lovely. So there you go. One, well, I'm going to leave that bit for the summary, actually. I wanted to say one more thing about it, but I'm going to leave it to the end because I'm interested in your opinion. Okay. So that was the first thing that happened. Okay. Second thing that happened was a client called me, an old client, to tell me again about a situation that is ongoing with her small child. We have been going over this particular minor health situation with her child for hmm, quite some years now. And years. Years. And nothing changes. And she is convinced that it is a physical issue. And I am absolutely convinced it is a psychological issue and is to do with her Why parents. Why does she just go to a doctor? I think she has. But I think that the root of this problem is psychological. And I think it is to do with the way she parents. And I think it is to do with the utter dysfunction in their household. So she just can't see that. Because she's in it, and I and also feel like because I can. her dysfunction is probably functional to her, probably, probably. But it's the same narrative. It's the same narrative. I really feel like I am right, and she is wrong, and nothing changes. Yeah. So this time, I just decided that all I was doing is wasting my energy about being right. So I decided in this conversation about the same thing, I'm just going to let go of being right about it. And instead of telling her my opinion or telling her what I thought or reiterating it again, I just listened and I just was really sympathetic. Active listening. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. And oh, they're all coming into play today. I and I just was like, tried to be really empathetic about it. And I just thought, you know what? Not my circus, not my monkeys, not my child, not my issue. I don't need to be right. I just need to kind of listen while she offloads this on me. Lovely. And what you actually um, prioritised in that was the connection. Was piece. the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? And I decided I actually would prefer to be in relationship rather than just make her feel like she doesn't really know what the fuck she's doing. And that's yeah. why she's got this problem. Because it's, you're absolutely right there. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> in this instance, Lauren Mishcon, you. you might have a point. Thank you. So what I, what I concluded was her parenting style is not my parenting style. There's, that's not going to change, right? Whether I feel right, she feels right, whoever's right and wrong. And listen, that's how it there is. is no right or wrong when it comes to parenting. Correct. So and we cannot mum shame people. We cannot do no, that. That's how she parents and if I was to go into the whole I'm right about this piece all I'm going to do is hurt, shame her hurt her feelings yeah. right and also right <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> it's not helpful to kind of go into any of that she's not going to thank me she is not going to appreciate it it is weird isn't it because when you hold on to the being right you're trying to get this validation that is never going to come from making that stance. No, ever. you're no. just you're going to get you're going to create the total opposite. Who's going to say to you, "Thank you for telling me that my parenting is it's not shit, that great, yeah. and that and now that my, my kid, family is dysfunctional, and my I, kid has issues, and that's my fault?" Yeah, like no, that's no, no. And also, if she has another baby, I, I would genuinely would like to be with her because I like her as a human being. And so, yes, be right or be in relationship. Should we summarise? Yes. What worked for you? Oh, well, I think there's a lot here. Mm -hmm. Okay. The one thing that I think is going to stay with me for the rest of my life is yeah. focus. Oh, your eyes just went very I'm like, large for the there. rest of your life? For the rest of my life. You've learnt a life lesson today? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, what is it? you? What is it? The life lesson is this, clubbers. Are you listening? Do you have a pen? I am listening with open ears. Focus on what is right, not who is right. 
That to me is a light bulb moment because that changes everything in one split second. It does make it easier to let go. Yeah. When you when you put it in that because way. Because it's also a reminder that being right can be so difficult for you. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's difficult for the other person. It's difficult for your well-being. It just, it actually doesn't solve very much. Mm. It just creates difficulty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that really worked. Yeah. And the, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to yeah. be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Like these sliding door moments of which path you're going to take. Like which narrative do I want to take? Which path am I going down? The one that keeps me like you did, keeps me in connection, keeps me in relationship. Or the one that just keeps me in ego talking and blame and frustration and difficulty. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now when you, when it's ridiculous. Yeah. What worked for you? Just, it was such a quick switch from yeah. going, you know what? I've, I'm just letting it go. And then feeling completely normal and happy for the rest of the evening rather than holding on tight to it and making myself unhappy. For yeah. what purpose? Yeah. For what? For what? Yeah. No good is going to yeah. come from that. Nothing, it's, nothing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I also think there's a lot of boundaries that need to come into this as well which didn't necessarily come up in the research, but as I've been practicing it this week, you have to have boundaries with yourself. So, for example, with my neighbour, mm. like, yeah, what is right? I could go around there with a bunch of flowers and try yeah. and make nice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have to have boundaries as well. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to be in a relationship with this woman. It needs to be functional, mm. but I don't need to be in a relationship with her. Yes. She has crossed way too many boundaries for me in order for me to, I can't forgive, I yeah. don't want that anywhere near me. That's horrible energy. Yeah. So there's the so boundaries what, piece as well. So then the, what didn't work is you have to stay in integrity basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this counts as what didn't work, but I just wanted to know your opinion on this. So I was thinking back to the assuming good intent week when I was thinking about, well, I have to assume she didn't tell me for her own reasons she, this friend didn't tell me about yeah. the accident for yeah. her own reasons and I was thinking about that week when we said if you're going to sit and stew about why that person hasn't texted you or why that person has behaved like that you need to get clarity on it ask for clarification yeah. and I thought I could argue that I I needed clarity to assume the good intent and I should have asked for it what do you think well, that's not assuming good intent. Well, it is because that was part of the show. If it feels ambiguous to you and you're going to stew, ask for clarity so that you're able to assume the good intent rather than go to the point of the paranoia and the they didn't tell me because they don't like me or they didn't tell me because they don't trust me. I think it depends on the relationship. Yeah. And I think it depends on the person. So with that person, I could have I could have messaged back to say, I'm just curious as to why you didn't share that news with me while we were walking. And that would be an absolutely fine question to ask. And I wasn't sure whether... That's not combative. That was letting go or not. Again, I think the boundary piece is so enormous here. Mm. Because you can't just let go of everything. Mm. Because then you become a bit of a doormat. Yes. Right? Which also came up in the Assuming Good Intent yes. week. Yes. So letting go of being right 
a, a part of that is having a boundary. Mm. A part of that is looking after yourself, protecting yourself, mm. making sure that you are emotionally okay. And if you couldn't move on from that example mm. and your relationship was going to suffer because mm. you felt she'd mm. lied to you or she'd been dishonest mm. in some mm. way and mm. that was hurtful, mm. then I think it's okay and actually crucial to ask mm. for that clarification. The thing is I could let it go and I could move on. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying to you is I also feel it may have been valid to have, to have sent that message saying, I feel a bit wounded about that. I'm just wondering why you didn't feel able to share that because the answer just might have been she asked me not to or whatever it was right yes or you say you know i i consider you a really close friend and i just hope that you feel the same and that we can talk to you just know that you can trust me with these things so i guess there's not like a there's not one way there's not one way to go about this i think this is still quite messy it's still Mm. bedding in Mm. but the assuming good intent is still bedding in very much isn't it yeah the radical acceptance is still bedding in this mental health mini series is a motherfucker (laughs) just for the record juicy though yeah juicy 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 lemons though not juicy sweet oranges the big question is it coming in the club I say with reluctance yes because it was not an enjoyable task but I do see the purpose I absolutely agree. Okay. Every single thing you said. All right. I see the purpose. I think it needs to be done carefully. Yeah. And with boundaries. Yeah. Because I don't think you can keep letting go of everything because then you are going to open yourself up to some really crappy behavior. Totally agree. So you have to be careful. Yeah. So I say it with reluctance and I'm only bringing it in with the boundary piece. Okay. I like it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that was uh, useful. We'd love to hear how you are getting on with letting go of being right. We'll be back on Friday to discuss that and hear from you guys of how you find doing so. Oh, it's going to be very interesting feedback. We'll be back every other day with the clinic. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Look after your mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Week. Oh, it was last week. Yeah, last week. Last week. Um, but just make sure you are looking after yourself and giving yourself a Motherkind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host Zoe Blasky and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, just search Motherkind. Motherkind.